The winemakers are up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. This week on the podcast, we're talking to comedian Lauren Lojudice about impersonating Melania Trump and her favorite Indian restaurant in the basement of a temple in New York. In the basement, they have a, a cafeteria and the dosas are insane. It, I mean, it's direct. It feels like you're sitting in India. Download Destination Eat Drink today on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Hey everyone, welcome to the Winemakers. This is Brian Casey. We got Sam Katuri and John Myers in the house. Bart Hansen hey, hey, hey. is uh, on the way. Not sure where he is. I saw that Hardy Wallace was picking the Shannon out of the Buddha's Dharma vineyard, so I don't know if Bart is getting his stuff too. Hardy tends to pick a little bit earlier though, I guess. I think everything's ready. I think it's all ready though. Yeah. I mean, all right. especially white grapes up there. Well, um, it certainly should be by now. Holy cow. It's late enough for white, huh? Not necessarily. I mean, we picked our um, Viognier on, I have no idea anymore. I think it was Tuesday. Um, and so that was Tuesday. It was exactly the date that we had picked it in 2017. And 2017, you know, obviously it's a, a fire year, but the fires were late. Um, 2017 was a heat wave year and there was a Labor Day heat wave in 2017, just like there was this year. And we picked the VNA on, on the backside of it. Um, VNA was, was pretty ripe. Um, probably more than it was in, in 17. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, but at the same time last year, 19, we picked the VNA. I think we picked it after the Equinox. I think we picked it on like the 22nd or 23rd of September. So two weeks earlier, which is, I think kind of, I think that's probably uh, where we're at in, in at least Northern California right now, everything's coming in two weeks earlier. So you had the press Democrat over to your place this morning and photographing your, the back window of your car, Sam. Oh, tell, you, tell us okay. a little bit about that. I saw the text that said PD. I thought it was the police department was coming over to, <laughs> so that's, that's no, why no. I, that's why I asked <laughs> if it was, if it was broken because I thought maybe someone came and smashed your window in. Some, some climate change denier through yeah. my window because, because I wrote in the dust and the ash on my window. Right. Um, so, okay. It was the press Democrat, <laughs> the press Democrat, Kent Porter, who's um, the phone is ringing here at the winery, which is always a good sign. Um, Kent Porter is the photographer for the press Democrat, Santa Rosa press Democrat who, you know, captures these amazing fire photos because, and, you know, as I said to him, you know, I you know, admired your work. He's like, yeah, I'd, I'd rather not be shooting fires all the time, but that's kind of what he's known for. Or, you know, one of the things great photographer, nice guy uh, reached out to me through social media because uh, of the message I drew in the ash uh, on the back of my car, um, you know, a couple of days ago, which I posted on Instagram and um, 
has you know I, you know i don't know when you call something viral uh, uh, but a bunch of people have shared it and it's been all over the place so i reached out and wanted to take a picture of the back of my car so first of all it's been like it continued to rain ash and and also i've been in vineyards so my car is even dirtier than it, <laughs> than it was three days ago uh and also um in the meantime, Isabel drew a unicorn in the dust on the back of my car as well. So uh, I, we got the unicorn and uh, the climate change is real. But he had me, you know, he had me rewrite it into the dust. I tried to like go over my terrible handwriting the second time uh, to make it stand out because it had basically like filled in sort of like, you know, ski tracks yeah. on a snowy day. Um, couldn't could barely see where it was. Well, for certain, I loved your quote. You said, like, it's so normal being able to write climate change is real in ash on the back of your car window. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, I think um, nothing if not surreal around here for the last couple of days with this, this cloud of smoke um, first really high up and now it's kind of settled down to, to ground level, which is what we're dealing with today. But it's, uh, it's a weird time on the West Coast, for sure. Well, by now, everybody should have seen the news coverage and has certainly had the opportunity to see our amazing orange skies, what, a couple of days ago. Um, the weather has completely changed. Uh, five days ago, it was, what, 112 degrees, and today it's 65. Man, I had, uh, I had 115 driving to work. The other day, which I I didn't even know my car thermometer went that high, and then by the time I actually pulled into the Fairmont, it was one thirteen, and uh, wearing um, pants, gloves, and a mask out at the pool when it's one thirteen was sounds pretty uncomfortable. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, how, uh, how much fun can you? Have? We have you know we have weather stations in all the vineyards, and um, one of our most notoriously hot spots. Uh, on the hottest point, uh, I guess it was Sunday, um, clocked in at 119.9. Yeah. Which is fucking Palm Springs weather. I mean, that's that's Phoenix. Oh, and you know? it was like this is not in Palm Sonoma Springs. Valley. Oh, I mean, we talked to friends in 100 and a quarter in Palm Springs. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's what you used to get in Death Valley. Right. So. And now Death Valley is 130. So moving on up. So the <laughs> climate change is real. Well, holy shit, what's going on in Oregon now? I mean, it's right. just gone up north, but I've got friends who are being uh, evacuated out of Portland proper. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good situation. And, and basically, you know, they're dealing with what we had in 17, which is they have the winds and, they, you know, those, those downslope northeast winds. Um, and it's a place that, you know, it's, thick pine for forest it does it's not a place that's like burns that much um so it's a it's a pretty scary situation up there and we all definitely you know hearts go out to them and then and you know and then there's a of course an agricultural piece of that also because uh they're in the middle of of their harvest pinot noir in the willamette valley that's filled with smoke just like we are so well at least the headlines have gone away or at least changed from saying smoke tainted wine to no, you're not going to get smoke tainted wine because your your good wineries are not going to put it out there. And I thought that was a good change, Sam. 
Yeah, I, I just read Esther Mobley's article, and <clears throat> I think it was nice for her to transition from her last um, article. Which, gloom. Yeah, which might have freaked people out a little bit to, you know, you're working with responsible people that aren't going to aren't going to let those uh, those wines get out there. So and and also she talked about how there's no danger to drinking wines that have smoke taint, which I thought was unusual. No, the danger to drinking smoke tainted wine is purely emotional. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's just it's so foul. And that's and that's why um, any self-respecting winemaker and I don't care if it's um, seven dollars a bottle on the supermarket shelf to the, the, the you know upper echelon isn't going to put out something that tastes like smoke. It's so specific and so unavoidable um, that if it's there, they're going to can it. It's just going to go, it's going to go down the drain or disappear into cleaning supplies or, you know, something. Um, it's, it's not going to make it to the market uh, in any way. You know, there's always the potential and, and fear that, um, some amount of smoke is stored in the wine and comes out later as the wine ages. And that's something that, you know, we're going to all look at and address, but, um, you know, I think that putting out wine that tastes good is paramount to any brand. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter who it is. So. Yeah. And I saw you picking, I was watching your IG live the other day. You guys were picking the Sangio. That, which was also you know, probably two weeks earlier than we picked it last year. Um, looked pretty good. Some of it, you know, the, the, the heat wave was rough out there in the Sangiovese, but um, what we what we were able to bring in was delicious. Looked awesome. Um, we went and snagged a little bit of Dos Limones Syrah. Um, so all the Dos Limones Syrah lovers out there are gonna um, uh, have to hoard the 2020. Uh, we snagged a little bit of the Syrah to go as the co-ferment with the Sangiovese to kind of help Sangiovese set its color. And essentially, it's a super Tuscan, right? Um, or, you know, the, the super Dos Limones, super Sober Vista. Um, so it'll be pretty interesting. Super and that was Sonoma. All that went to, you know, to Eric at Reprie. Um, uh. And Reprie's bustling. They were bringing in Merlot. Um, had customers there. It looked good up there. Um, yeah, you were up at Reprie yesterday, weren't you? Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, harvest is on. They were in the, They were in the thick of it for sure, trying to figure out Sunier numbers and and all the all the math and science of of bringing in uh, bringing in grapes. Are you have you started working, Brian? No, I don't. I don't know what the situation is over there. I mean, I can only reach out so many times. I sent a text and never heard back. So um, they found somebody who would just do full time. I either that or you know they're just not ready and. Uh, haven't reached out you know it could be that i'll never hear from them again it could be that i'll get a text tomorrow that says can you start on monday so well if you need you know if you need winery hours always more than welcome to have somebody come stand on a sorting table and and uh you know clean some bins okay i mean that's because that's basically what you'd be doing yeah yeah and i don't i don't know what their pick is like what their pick dates are like over there in the petaluma gap um you know, I don't think they were affected that much by smoke. Um, right. They seem to get some nice breezes coming off the, the San, what is it, San Pablo. Right. So um, they might be picking 
you know, two weeks from now. I don't know. Yeah, but, you, know, you know, we're also in this sort of holding pattern, right? Everybody's got samples out to some lab and they're waiting to hear back before they are ready to pull the trigger on stuff. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of lag time, I think, in some things right now. Is that going to be functional at all, Sam? I mean, you said it has to be tested, whether you're buying or selling, and, or even for insurance. And, and you, can't, you, have, you can't drop the crop and get paid for insurance, correct? Uh, you can't bring the crop in and get paid for insurance, depending on, you know, I, I think that's sort of the standard. But, um, you know, the, the, so the lab results are important for, for, the, for the insurance companies and banks and sort of some of the decision. I think that sort of by and large, um, what I'm hearing is, is it's all about sensory experience and um, micro ferments being the best way to get there. And then, you know, testing the micro ferments as well, but just being able to turn something into wine ish as quickly as possible and break down some of those sugars and see if it's see how it tastes. Um, and, and, you know, it seems like, uh, so, you know, we're, we're waiting on those things too. You got buckets full of grapes trying to ferment them real quick. Um, so, so what is your taste bud? telling you now i mean have you have you even had a i haven't tasted i haven't tasted any of the micro ferments yet um the the juice from the viognier and the juice from the sangiovese um all tasted good um you know as as they were getting going through the press in the viognier and going through the crush on the on the sangio um it it you didn't get it you didn't get anything um so you know you're and this is like not un winemakerly to taste and smell things as they're going through all of this anyway it's just you know now you're looking for other things um so it's it's not like we've changed things necessarily but um it's definitely you're, you're looking for it um i don't know you know when but some scientists said that if you're looking for something you're going to find it right or, you know, <laughs> i mean that's 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 part of the thing right Stop testing and it won't. Right. If you stop it testing, it won't be there. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to, we're not going to send it to the labs. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> it's going to go away right away, Sam. Seriously. It's a miracle. It's just going to yeah. go just away. One day it's just going to disappear. The smoke will just disappear. Hopefully just tomorrow. Later. Hopefully tomorrow. Well, I was kind of hoping it might be a little more normal today and it is. I mean, well, you know, like I said, what's over the last three or four days, when we, our skies were that like orange craziness, the the actual like on the ground AQI wasn't that bad, yeah. you know. And then it's sort of like gradually this smoke layer. I think it's just sort of like slowly settling, and you know, hopefully getting pulled out to the ocean, and and um, you know, hopefully our air kind of clears up. It looks like you know we now look at air quality forecasts, right? I've looked at the air quality forecast for the next couple of days, and it's supposed to be moderate as opposed to purple unhealthy, which is where we're at today. Well, uh, I got pulled out of the pool the other day. It was 2.05, and they said, nope, everybody's got to go home. Yeah. Um, so that's obviously very unhealthy. And, you know, it's been running around 60, and then, you know, the other day it was so high. But you could really tell today doesn't feel bad, but it's by comparison to just the, the most torturous uh, few days. It, it's tough to breathe. It's tough, tough to function out there, especially when you get that smoke and the heat at the same time. 
because right. right now it's what 72 outside i don't even think it's that maybe yeah. it's 72 it's a uh, big big difference from what it was I'll tell yeah. you that. did you guys see that swing in denver the other day <laughs> <laughs> my sister lives there man was, she got snow after it was 112 no i don't know it was i think it was 80 and then it got down to to i mean it snowed so it was down to 32 i think they had a 60 degree diurnal shift from day to night which i've never heard of i mean i love california because you can ski and surf on the same day but that usually requires a four-hour drive (laughs) (laughs) not just hang out and wait (laughs) so sam what's the for you when's the snow coming when's the rain coming man I think the snow comes after the frogs, but before the locust. I'm not really sure. <laughs> Cute the locust. Yeah. Well, at least we're on the way. Things are moving. And, yeah. You know, they're, it, yeah, it's just another hoop for you guys to jump through, but it appears everybody of quality is doing it. Yeah, you know, and, and um, it's – you starting to have some like harvest feels, you know, when you're driving around town and you see trucks with bins, you know, other people's trucks, especially like the really big ones where they're loaded up. Um, yeah. You know, so it's starting to kind of like have a little bit of the vibe, um, but it's, it's definitely sort of a low energy vibe, you know? That's what I've noticed from even just from Instagram photos, everyone's just kind of going through the motions. Yeah, well, and part of it is, you know, this whole notion of trying to social distance during harvest. Um, and, and you know, it's kind of what I've been trying to show with those Instagram lives is it's a, a totally different deal out there. Um, yeah. It's quiet. People are kind of, there's, there's none of that, like, sort of climactic frenetic energy of, like, this is what we've been working for all year long. Um, and the joking around, you know, the, the razzing right. each other. And- right. There's no shit talking. Right. There's no sh- It's, it's, it's so bizarre. And, and, um, there's also no sort of like interaction because, and normally, you know, you got two, three guys out there who are just running bins from the, from the pickers to the, to the tractor. And, and, you know, there's a sort of like whole kind of like very communal aspect of it. Um, and it's, you know, there's, there's definitely a, a sort of a somber note because of it. And why are you guys, I was wondering because I thought you guys were wearing gloves. So I was wondering why you weren't letting pick people pick up, you know, random bins. Um, so when there are people that are picking up bins, those guys are wearing gloves or okay. people, I should say it's, it's a, a multi-gendered um, situation. Right. <laughs> um, uh, so there are, there are people wearing gloves when it's a, and it kind of depends on the vineyard site. Some vineyards like uh, steel plow where the Viognier it's flat. Um, it's a straight rows. It's really easy. Everybody just carries their own bin um, where like in the Chardonnay at, at Charlie Smith or um, you know, the Dos Limones Syrah or, or San Gervese for sure is another place where you, you do need somebody who's moving those bins around um those people put on gloves um and and then everything gets sanitized at the end um and at the beginning you know which is uh, other than sanitation we clean the crap out of everything um picking it's just you add now spraying everything with uh grape alcohol right yeah are you gonna make a hand sanitizer sam <laughs> 16 600 <laughs> no you know i, I i've um 
before we opened the tasting ass, I definitely went on to like, I don't think it was Uline. Um, you know, one of these uh, sort of like industrial supply websites might've just been like the Webstaurant store.com. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's like a sort of low cost for the most part restaurant supplies. And I bought a whole bunch of like little mini hand sanitizer bottles, big hand sanitizer bottles, vinyl aprons to do dishes, safety goggles, it's just like all kinds of shit. And it'll a slight amount of hoarding. Um, so I have tons of these little hand sanitizers that Paul likes to take the wrapper off of and put our stickers on. So that's as far as we've gone <laughs> to, to making I'm, hand sanitizer. I like that. I really do. Save one for me. I'll be over. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a couple for you, John. Yeah, re- <laughs> I think I have, rebranding. I think I have 10 cases. <laughs> well, Sam, um, John and I drove up uh, what Wednesday, the day it was really weird weather. Mm-hmm. And, and the orange guys, we drove up uh, Norbaum and which is just outside, you know, you go to the girl and fig, turn left and go up the hill. Right. And telling people how to get to my parents' house now, John. There is such a beautiful vineyard uh, halfway up on the left, maybe a little more than halfway. Uh, it's just stunning. I, the question is, it's so steep. I don't know how mm-hmm. they actually work that vineyard. That yeah, is, it's steep. that is Hansel Pinot Noir. And that vineyard was planted by Enterprise Vineyards. Uh, wow. my, dad, my dad planted that vineyard and it's an amazing when, place. when they cleared that plot to plant the vineyard, uh, the citizens of Sonoma, it's outside of city limits, but the citizens of Sonoma were in an uproar um, because it was the, the scenic backdrop to downtown Sonoma that they were, you know, this clearing this square of land. Um, and, my dad went to the city council and, and ta- Ken Brown, I think was the mayor at the time. And, you know, said, this is, I'm planting this vineyard, you know, organically grown. I'm working with Bob Sessions, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it quieted the, the angry masses of Sonomans. Um, and now it is, it's this beautiful vineyard that sort of fits with the scenic backdrop of Sonoma Valley. Shock I was going to say, it's, it's shock, some- shocking. Yeah, I mean, I want to look up and see vineyards. Right. Fuck, it's like, <laughs> That's where we live. That's why right. we're here, man. <laughs> hey, Bart but, but Some vineyards. Hi, John. But, some vineyards some, look better than others. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and that's because the person planting it is thoughtful, right? Right. So. Uh, so Bart, at the winery. Yeah, I am. You're, you're I at am. work, buddy. Um, well, whatever that looks like these days. Um, <laughs> well, Bart, we had seen that Hardy had pulled in his Shenan from from the uh, the Buddha's Dharma vineyard. So we we're curious what when your fruit was coming in. Well, you know what, guys? I, I mean, I, I I I've struggled with this. Um, I didn't want to say and, anything when they were talking about it, Bart. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. So here's the deal. Yeah. Right. Um, I still have 2018 and 2019 to sell. Um, we're just going to be bottling the 2018 and, um, 2019. And then the 2019, we will bottle in the spring. Um, so that's more wine than what I need. My, I was going to do a 2020 Shannon this year. Um, I was hoping to get some from a vineyard here in the Valley. Um, that didn't work out. I don't think he had enough crop is what I'm, I'm figuring. Um, and, and so instead of, instead of going through the process and, and buying something, I know white wines aren't supposed to be affected, um, but I, I'm just not, I'm just not going to subject it to myself. 
in the back of my mind, I'm going to be struggling with it. So I, I just declined the grapes for this year. Okay. How about that? That was a long explanation, but um, no, uh, Troy, the vineyard manager, that. um, didn't have an issue with it. You know, it was only one ton this year. It doesn't make a big um, impact on what they're doing. Quite um, frankly, your one ton probably disappeared over the weekend anyway. Right. I mean, um, seriously. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 I hadn't seen it after the, um, the heat, um, but as small as the berries were and as small as the bunches were, I'm sure there were, I'm sure there was a ton of fruit that was already exposed and, and starting to, you know, get there. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and, and, and the fact is, is it, it was, you know, very smoky up there, especially the last few days. And, um, so that's all. Yep. I'm bummed. I'm really bummed. Uh, but it's the right business thing for me to do. Well, it sounds smart. You know, you're, you're taking an awful big load off yourself with questionable fruit. Honestly. I mean, that's hundred percent is not a year to take risks with any, any grapes. That's, yeah. I mean, that's I, I, I mean, yeah. And, and I'm very, very happy with the, the two wines that I have in barrel. And, and like I say, unless all of you listeners um, just go crazy this year and, um, and, and just go nuts buying Chenin Blanc, uh, we're going to have enough that we'll be ready in 2021 when that wine's ready. We'll have enough to get us through to there. So there you go. All right. Brian looks disappointed. No, Brian. no, it's all good. I still, I still am sitting on some 16 at, at the hotel, so I'm a happy boy. You know, I'm, I'm, have, uh, I'm stockpiling. You're stockpiling. <laughs> I've got um, a, I've got your wine, and I have some Stone Edge Farms surround. There's some things that I'm not putting on the buy the glass list right now, because I am holding them for when we actually do open up and do indoor dining. Because I want to have a kick-ass wine list. So we're <clears throat> moving inventory, but I'm holding on to some really cool stuff. And um, then when we open, I'll have a solid wine list. It'll be fun to have the 16 and. When, uh, when do you suspect you'll be able to buy wine again? Um, you, you know, right now I'm actually doing another sale to benchmark. Um, there's, there's just, there's just so much wine in that cellar and a lot of it doesn't really fit where I think the restaurant is going. There's some stuff I can't really talk about, but I have a feeling that Sante is going to become something else. Um, early next Ooh, year. Intrigue. Yeah. So um, let me Jesus. just lay it. Um, let me just say that I'll probably be looking to add some Alvarino and some Gruner to the list. Interesting. Um, that was, but, that was, that was a, that's an interesting tease, Brian. I don't yeah. know. I don't know where you're going with that. I don't. I, and Gruner. Well, the thing is mm. I'm going to be looking for some things with some acid, some things that pair well with uh, a certain type of food that I'm not supposed yeah. to know anything. Um, I just hear. I think Shannon, I think Shannon Blanc would go. With, oh, you know, believe me. That. The Shannon Blanc is definitely. In, I think that you should just bottle your Roussan as something that goes to this unnamed restaurant. <laughs> and do it uh, like a private, yeah, private label. label. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I don't hey, know if they'd uh, be down for that. Um, <laughs> but I am selling, no, I, I'm selling some DRC. I'm so, like, I'm selling stuff that is like thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar a bottle stuff. Cause I just don't at, see at, 
at caught at its like market value. You know, plus, plus a little bit. I, the last time I did a sale, they, they gave me an appraisal and I said, I don't think that's enough. You know, you gotta, you gotta take into account that whatever our cost is that we spent time and labor ordering, delivering, you know, accepting, moving wine around. So you gotta get some, something, you gotta get something above cost for it. So cost plus 10 makes sense to me. Um, and, and I just think is that, is that your cost on it? What like the auction market value start, you know, price would be on it. It's, it's what we paid plus 10, I think is fair. Yeah. So are you saying if, if like Bart and I masked up and went through the seller and picked out some things that you're trying to get rid of, the prices would be good. Yeah. If you guys want, I'll actually send you a copy of the list and you can see if there's something on there that intrigues you. Uh, and, sure. and maybe send one to mountaincab at gmail.com. <laughs> We're not doing any shipping. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. What are a couple Let's not get ahead of names. ourselves here. Ryan, what are a couple of the big ones that you're selling? Um, well, you know, well, I think he named them. Yeah. DRC. It's a pretty, that's a sort of a pretty big yeah, one. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then there's some super high end cabs. You know, I have every um, vineyard designation of bond, um, there's a lot of Harlan, there's a lot of Schrader, there's a lot, I mean, there's, there's just some huge stuff and right now it's not moving and I don't know, I'll, I'll hang on to some cool stuff cause there's always, you know, big rollers that come into town and want to spend a lot of money on wine. But for the most part, I'd like to get the wine list down under a hundred wines and it was up at 500. So I want to get it more controllable. I'm kind of, um, uh, it's like the opposite of job security. Like you need a SOM on property for that list. And I'd like to get it closer, you know, to under a hundred where the servers actually know the wine. So when right. uh, a person comes in, they don't have to say, Oh, let me grab the SOM. They can say, Oh yeah, I know that wine. So it's going to be a lot more local stuff, a lot more, a lot more stuff from Sonoma. People are coming to Sonoma. They want to drink Sonoma wine. So a hundred one, that's like kind of what Sandra has on her list, right? She goes anywhere from 70 to like 90, depending on the season. And I think that's good because with that list, I was able to talk about every single wine. Like I could tell you a story about every wine. I could tell you who, who made it, you know, their kids, their dog's name. And I, I like that much more than, you know, people ask me, oh, how's the 13 J. Rocchioli uh, uh, corners or whatever. I'm like, fuck if I know. I like to know, the, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sure it's great. Um, but I like being able to talk about stuff that I've actually tasted. So it's just kind of an evolution of the list. And if that means um, that we that we can support more local people too, because I think that's important rather than having a bunch of um, French high-end stuff to to be able to support the community. And, and hopefully then they in turn support us and come in for right. dinner. And right. I think it's just a better model for, and I think it, it's sort of the direction that the hotel's going right now. So, well, I think that high-end French stuff probably works virtually everywhere except Sonoma. You know, I mean, people, you're right. I mean, people are coming here, Brian, because they want to drink Sonoma wine. And I do understand yeah. having it, but you're right. I think it. Uh, the, the, the problem was that list is a list for collectors. Like the list that was created, it was, and it was created for, you know, you had, Andrew Kane, who came from French Laundry, you were doing nine course tasting menus with foie gras, caviar, wagyu beef. Um, the, you know, so you can see why uh, you would want wines like that. But um, 
I think going forward, it'll be a, a little more casual and people will want to, you know, get a bottle of wine for anywhere from, um, you know, 75 to 150 bucks, I think is going to be the sweet spot. So do you keep just like a handful of those like blue chip cabs and burgundies and Bordeaux just to have like a pocket list for that, that baller who wants to roll in and step out of his, you know, Italian sports car and spend a thousand dollars on a bottle of wine? Yeah, that would be, it'll be more of a reserve list. So it'll be the normal list and then, then the ballers, you know, or, you know, my favorite sale was my last bottle of Screaming Eagle, where it was a, a young couple that came in and you could tell that they were fighting. And, uh, and uh, it was the woman who looked for the most expensive wine on the list. It was 3,500 bucks. And she said, I want a bottle of this. And he said, no. And she said, I want this. She looked at me, actually. She looked at me and said, I want this. And I said, okay, I'll be right back. So there's, there's specific situations where you need to have those, those wines available. You know? did, did, you, uh, did you get a taste? Uh, no. No, but we were corvinning it. So we had, okay. we, had, we had tasted it before. Okay. Right. Yeah. Don't fight with your wife at dinner. I guess that's. Oh, the, if you have money, I was I was yeah. actually just listening to. Um, oh, when your Amex makes a thud when it hits the table, don't fight. <laughs> yeah, that was um, Joe Rogan. You know, pulled up stakes and moved to Austin, Texas, with his podcast, and he had Ron White, uh, the comedian, on the other day, and um, he was talking about his divorces, how he's lost about ten million in his uh, divorces. You, uh, yeah, you don't want to piss off your wife when you have a lot of money. <laughs> No, you don't want to piss her off even if you don't. Yeah, but it has a lot more potential for disaster, though. Oh, I understand. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. I've had disasters. <laughs> certainly helps move Screaming Eagle, though. <laughs> right. Hey, yeah, guys, I, can I – Can I? oh, sorry, Brian. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Bart. I was just going to say, I was, I'm sorry? Are you cleaning barrels right now? Is that what's happening behind you? Um, I'm not currently, but I was earlier. Oh, were you watching me put buns in the bottom? That's funny. Yeah. I thought I was getting away without you guys seeing me. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, I'm clean. I'm prepping some barrels. Um, and then uh, the famous artist, Jim Murphy, uh, brought some of his uh, barrels by and asked me to rinse them for him because he's, you know, he has his own little home vineyard there, Sam. Yeah, I think, I think my dad got these like crazy Jim Murphy yeah uh grateful dead drawings yeah those are them those okay. are them that's that he has so. a vineyard in town he's he's like connected with with lassiter somehow right yeah he, well no he used to well you, yeah he he works at pixar he works at pixar okay um he still has his job there uh <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah jim's vineyard he, it's uh uh he calls it 707 because they're on 707 macarthur is that uh, is that a legally taken name? He actually has the name seven oh seven for his label. You know what? I don't know. It's it's home wine at this point still. So uh, I don't because know that's that that's a great freaking name. I can't believe somebody right. hasn't taken that yet. Yeah, I know he's always kind of talked about doing a label professionally. So I don't know if maybe he did that pre work. Um, I can't believe Dave Finney hasn't done like an area code. Right, like you the know. like the other area one. You got the seven oh seven. You got your nine one sixes. You got your five oh five three oh's. Right, Oregon eight oh eight. Eight oh eight. Hawaii. Your Hawaiian or your pineapple wine brand. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. Let me finish my thought here. I okay. want to give I, I want to give Hardy Wallace a little shout out because 
um, one of the things that he did um, to pivot because he has a certain amount of uh, wine for dirty and rowdy that he was, you know, selling through restaurants. And when that all went away, he pivoted and he made this wine uh, that he called it wear your mask red. Yep. Yeah. Wear your mask red. And I got, I picked up a couple bottles right at the end of it. He, he was getting down to the last, the last eight cases or something. Um, and what he did is he took stuff that he would have normally sold, reduced all of his bottlings, made up a blend of very good wines from, you know, pieces of all of his vineyards and, um, and put it out there at 40 bucks a bottle and 20 bucks of each bottle went to the California farm workers foundation and the Napa Valley farm workers foundation. And, um, so he raised $24,000. So, um, you know, that's pretty good. I, I, I wish, I wish I was creative and um, could could pull off those things because um, that, that that makes a difference and and it and it keeps him in business too. Ultimately, I mean, you know, he is a he is a a winemaker not on you know a pre million dollars um, budget. You know, and he's right. he's doing it and he's it's it's pretty cool. Pretty yeah, cool. he probably did you know twenty dollars a bottle. That's that's probably at, at maybe better than what he was getting in a lot of those wholesale deals, you know. So right. That's the kind of thing that keeps him alive, and right. and do some good with it. Yeah. Parties. And maybe some. And maybe someday he'll be on our podcast. <laughs> I think he has to stop moving for fifteen seconds to sit down yeah. and be on a podcast. I mean, he's he's. Uh, I mean, that's the the amazing thing about, you know, I, I've uh, uh, always preached that you know wine is a very patient, slow moving business, but he doesn't move slow at all and his ability to pivot on these things and the way he's been, you know, creative in general, but especially in the last seven months, um, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah. yeah. And a matter of fact, I just saw, I got an email from to him today. His, he's got new releases coming out next week and he's going to have his Mendocino Chenin Blanc. Um, he does not call it Buddha's Dharma. He calls it just Mendocino Chenin Blanc. And then his Zinfandel that he made from, Ross uh, Kenwood. Yeah. Yeah. And, and those are both going up next week. And so all you people out there, if you don't, if you're not already on Hardy's mailing list, why don't you get on it? I should probably buy some of that, uh, Zinfandel. It, uh, the way he described it was, you know, talking about it being sort of like otherworldly and behind right. Swedes feeds that has, you know, this like, uh, flying saucer on the roof, the whole thing. So <laughs> no. Even if you're, you know, not buying from every release, it's worth getting on Hardy's list just to read his his letters. You know, read Morgan's letters because it's like, you know, assigned reading in a college course. Uh, but <laughs> you, you read Hardy's letters and you probably end up listening to a good song after it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think he did one of the most creative, like, um, at-home tastings with partnering with some musicians that he knows um, back in his hometown. And Those musicians are have a distributorship in Colorado. <laughs> it all makes more sense right. now. Benny oh, yeah. and Zoid Selections. Yeah. And natural, a natural too, wine man. distributor in, in Colorado. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's awesome. That's <laughs> hey, awesome. Bart, what yeah. giant machine are you sitting in front of back there? The Roto? That's, that's the, the Roto Vibe. That's the Roto Vibe 5000, everybody. Uh, that's yeah, our December here. Right. Yeah, here you want a picture of it? A little well, view of it. Actually, it looks pretty cool. I mean, keep talking about the roto vibe, Bart. So the fruit goes in here. <laughs> Bart, this is this is good radio. This I was gonna say. Good this radio. is a podcast. 
The fruit goes in there and comes out over there. Juice comes out over there. Uh, I, we the actually just got, there. We just got one of those. Well, we Stone Edge Farm just uh, upgraded their destemmer uh, to the Rotovib. Uh, it combines the, the destemmer and the, the sort of like jack table, right? That's right. the whole deal. Cool. It's it's a it's a neat contraption, and theirs is brand new and shiny. It's like I've never seen the stainless steel on a on a winery device glisten the way the <laughs> this new this new thing is. It's pretty red. Can't well, wait yeah, I mean, that's, I can't that's, wait to get it dirty. Right. I mean, this one. It's funny. It's it's one of the only like wine equipment things that it is. It's a high polish stainless steel. You know, usually stainless steel is like brush finish, um, but yeah. Hey, guys, let's get a shout-out to Jen Reichardt, too, for uh, getting people out there voting. Yeah, she's doing – she's she's uh, working hard in that regard. Yeah. So. Yeah, if anyone has – and Sam, the pick pool is amazing. Oh, good. Yeah. I, uh, I unfortunately opened it late one night, had a glass, and then I took off for Downeyville for two days. Oh, no. And I came back and the bottle was in the recycling bin. So my wife obviously enjoyed it. She took a break from oh. her sparkling wine. I think she saw that wow. it was Jennifer's wine too. You know, Jennifer, the, the biggest contribution that she has had to my family has been telling my wife about her hairdresser that she goes to. My, <laughs> wife, my wife wasn't happy with her hairdresser. And so Jen had a suggestion and now my wife is very happy with who she sent her to. So she's a big Reichardt raft wine supporter. Because she gets her hair did. Yeah, that's great. Hey, and Sam, I wanted to tell you, I was watching something hilarious the other day, and I and I thought of you. Obviously, there's a guy on YouTube that does reaction videos to songs. It's uh, Jamel, aka Jamal, and okay. um, he, <laughs> you know, it's a it's he's a large African American gentleman who you can tell typically doesn't listen to a certain genre of music. And someone said you got to listen to Shakedown Street. So he, he, he gets ready to put it on. He says, yeah, you know, people told me I have to, I have to see the Grateful Dead live, but I just have this recording of Shakedown Street. So I thought we listened to it. His reaction is priceless. You got to go on and see it. He gets so into it. He's like, Great song. oh man. And, and it's funky, right? So he, yeah, disco he, dead. Oh man. <laughs> he is just loving it. <laughs> I love that when you turn on people to something that they don't think they're going to. I dig those reaction videos where you're like, yeah. "Yeah." You have to post that, uh, that, that for us, Brian. Um, Post it on every single account that you have all at once. Right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was great to get out of town. I was actually in a, where'd you go? You went to Downeyville? Downeyville, which is where the Downey and Yuba rivers um, intersect so you take 80 east up to Auburn and then you take 49 left. about an hour and it was blue skies blue skies uh, nice cold clean river water got to hike to this big rock and jump in the in the uh, in the river the only bad part of it was about four hours after I got there they cut our power because the winds were picking up so PG&E <laughs> decided to cut our power so it was two days of uh, basically camping inside your house. So you, they got an Airbnb up there or something? 
we the Maria's family has always stayed at this place called the River Inn, and they have right. a they have a house with a pool. There's a house with a big porch on it, and then there's some random rooms. And the owners were nice enough; they had a generator for their house, so they let you know my, my daughter was still she's still doing distance learning, so they ran an extension cord out of their house onto a picnic table outside that Abby could then have power for her computer and then sign on to their Wi-Fi. So she was able to do school. And then because our refrigerator wasn't working, we needed ice. Normally you're supposed to just take a bucket of ice. You're not supposed to take a, a ton of ice, but we, they said, there's no one else staying here. So take as much ice as you want. So in between they had to plug in the ice machine so we, we could get ice and cool all our stuff down. And then they would plug in their washer and dryer so they could wash sheets. And then they would plug the ice machine back in for a little while to make more ice. <laughs> 2020 California, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hey, those a, are those are John Myers photos over your shoulder there. Yeah, you see. Hey, oh, there we I go. It's, see uh, those. They are. You got Ringo, Ringo Star. Ringo, Ringo Star. and Ringo is in Sonoma. Hey, I'm happy to happy to see him up there, man. I'm for sure. Yeah, it was nice. We you know we we painted and then moved everything around, put in this big. Murphy bed, I think is what you call it, one that comes down. So we had, um, but th those, that was the first thing we did is put those things back up. This is, I'm actually in my wife's office. That's why the Wi Fi is so good. Oh. <laughs> I'm not downstairs. Everyone's gone. So I came home Wednesday to go to work, and then Maria left yesterday to go up to Downeyville. And then Abby was there the whole time. So they're, they're hanging out in Downeyville. So I got, and the four. power's back on and the air is still clear. Power came on last night. Air is clear. So they're in heaven. Let's all go, let's all go to Downeyville. Fuck yeah! Oh, and it was great. Hey, bring your bike, uh, Bart. Uh, it's a huge mountain huge biking, biking community there. Oh my god! Everyone's wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah, the Downeyville downhill. Where's Downeyville? Uh, eighty East, Auburn. <laughs> take a left <laughs> on forty nine, <laughs> and then and you keep driving. And it actually it's not an exit. 49 actually takes you through Downeyville. So you're, you know, you're going twisty roads, you're doing Mountain 50 miles an hour, and then you gotta, you gotta stop to cruise through town. Um, Sorry, John, I, we're laughing, we're laughing because we just talked about that. Sorry. <laughs> Understand. But Sorry. I just it's don't the Sierras. Have, I don't, I don't have a, a beat on exactly where it is. That's it. Yeah. You know, I, I had no idea until we started going up there and um, now it's just kind of um, second nature to make the drive. And I brought a couple bottles of, uh, Casey Graybell's Piquette. So I was just cooling it in the river and, um, you know. Sounds like it. living. Is that, the, is that the 2020 Piquette? 2020 Grenache Blanc. Uh, I got it. He told me to let it settle down for a couple days. So you I waited it about settle. 17 minutes? I, I, <laughs> I think it was exactly 48 hours. <laughs> like, have, have the stopwatch going? Yeah. And, uh, and it's tasted really good. I mean, man, wouldn't it be great, Bart, to be selling some 2020s right now? <laughs> I got to give him credit, man. He had it. I think his, uh, I think his uh, broker down in S Southern California already has it. I saw him post something. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's a hustler, that Casey Graybill. Hey, I love the hustle. And I love when people are doing something different and introducing it to people. So I was excited to get that. And my Berbalonk from Tablas Creek finally showed up. So I got to drink some of that. And then shout out to Sosi. Those guys reached out to me, DM me on Instagram and said, hey, um, I think you would enjoy our wines. Can we send you some? 
And I said, sure. So they sent me um, Rusan. Uh, From the 19, Rossi Ranch? 19 Rossi. <clears throat> also a white blend, a Syrah, and then a sparkling that I believe they did from the Rossi fruit as well. Super oh, really? small product. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, what have, you, have you broken into anything yet? No, it, it just showed yeah. up yesterday and I okay. was leaving, leaving for work. Well, so. you know, I wonder if Kieran, Kieran last year for harvest, like he spent two and a half months out here. I wonder if he's out right now. Maybe we should try to get a hold of him. Oh, good idea. Um, is Kieran, Rob Kieran Robinson isn't Sosi though, is he? Yes. He's the winemaker for Sosi. He's oh. not. It's the, a, a couple owns it, but he's the winemaker of record. So yeah, the Syrahs from Vivio Vineyard, which yeah. you know Kieran is familiar right, with. Right, so. right, right, right. Oh. Um, you know, I did reach out to Jason Haas. I, I did it by way of Instagram, and most likely he either saw the long message i sent him uh or doesn't check his messages on instagram but i did ask him about trying to be on the podcast and i was thinking maybe it would be that would be a good in, introduction or a good discussion for grenache day but i haven't heard back from him so um i'll, I'll bug him as well because he he might still think that i work at the girl in the fig and that i'm buying his wine so the plan. <laughs> yeah <laughs> why don't you, you should yeah, remind him of that <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, that Berbalonk is – I don't know if – I thought when, when, when we had um, uh, Lana Mounts uh, – no, we, we didn't have Lana on. We had her husband on from Mounts when we were talking about Grenache. I thought they had a Berbalonk that they were growing as well because this was the first vintage that Tablas Creek actually released. Um, but I, did, I, did you open up the – did you try the Berbalonk yet? Yeah. Yeah, I had some last night. And – it's good. I, I, you know, what I love most about Tablas Creek is that they, it's weird that, you know, when I used to turn people on to Tablas Creek wines and a lot of times people would taste them and go, oh, I don't know. It just tastes kind of flat. It, the thing is they don't, they don't over manipulate the wines. They like truly let the varietal basically just go, okay, this is what, this is what Grenache Blanc, Vignet, Berbalanc, whatever it is tasted like this year. So, I mean, it, for me, I love that, um, the pristine quality that, of the fruit that they put out. But I think some people, they're used to having wines that are either way on this spectrum or way to the other spectrum as far as like super racy acidity or super rich and oaky. And when you get wines that are, that are really balanced, there's a, a weird thing with consumers where they, it's almost like their palate is fatigued. And so when they taste something that's really balanced, they don't, they don't get it. Right. And Tablas Creek wines for me are always really balanced. And so you're, you're not getting clobbered from one end of the spectrum. You're getting this right down the middle. This is what the fruit tastes like. And for some people, it just, it just doesn't register, but that's what I love about the Berbalonk. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I can see it's, it's, you know, it's the first release. So you can see potential in it. Like what could you actually do with this wine? It's got a little bit of richness with it. Um, it's got some nice apple and um, pear flavors, you know, a little bit of citrus, but nothing overwhelming, just right. solid drinkable wine. Well, you know, that's kind of like the, uh, it's funny, that is the Tablas Creek way, right? I mean, Tablas Creek, it's sort of encyclopedic in, his, in its own, uh, you know, if you want to know what one of these Rhone varietals tastes like, just sort right. of like. In the new world, right. In the new world. Tablas Creek is kind of where you start and then and then you can, you know, work out from there. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, when you have a clone named after you, when all the clones are named after you, <laughs> when, you know, every clone is Pablo's Creek clone of Grenache or Sra or Vedra, you know, any of these things, that's kind of where it is. That, you know, and, and you see that um, even in those clones here, you know, I think of um, Steel Plow, which has got a lot of Tablas Creek, um, is really, you know, those wines, the Steel Plow Grenache is straight ahead. This is Grenache. It's not too much in either direction, um, really balanced. Um, that's, that's kind of the, the signature of, of the Tablas Creek clones, I would think. Yeah, it's like the baseline fruit. Like this is yeah, yeah. So happy with that. I'll I'll post the the Sosi wines as I'm drinking them. You know, I got three days with no wife and kids, so I imagine I'll get to uh, three bottles over the next three nights. The next twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean, uh, work makes me thirsty these days. Well, it's very drying <laughs> to be in the smoke. It's very drying. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can actually taste it. Really, is bad. I'm gonna have to go have a bottle of Sam Zinn right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. It's a, it's a good idea. I mean, I'm positive. You know, you can't really tell what time of day it is anyway. So, I mean, really, what was the other day? It really felt. It felt like it was about six o'clock all day long. Like, like right. the only thing to do is put on a sweater and have a glass of wine in my living room. Right, a glass of red wine. Like, oh, like, oh wait, yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh shit, it's it's eleven forty-five. You know, you're like, what the hell's going on? That was the weirdest thing coming from Blue Skies driving back home because I had to right. drive back Wednesday to go to work. And the closer I got to Vacaville, it just got darker and darker and darker. And I had seen people's Instagram feeds, but you really didn't you it didn't register until you were in it yourself, and it was just. I and I love all the Instagram posts. You know, people getting creative with. Uh, you know, all the uh, post-apocalyptic uh, right. stuff. One, one, one person said, maybe it was Ed, who said, look who I ran into today. And it was that little boy from Mad Max. <laughs> like the crazy kid with the wild hair. I like the photo of uh, Godzilla. Behind right. San Francisco skyline. <laughs> yeah, people in the city aren't, aren't used to um, being 100 degrees. Right. Not a lot of air conditioning in San Francisco. No, you know where the, all the air conditioning is in San Francisco and all the offices that are closed and empty downtown? That's where the AC is. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how close we're getting here, man, because the weather's going to start to turn. So this is kind of a, you know, the next few weeks are going to be a big determining factor on how hospitality goes over the next, you know, three or four months. Yeah, what are, what are you guys, what are the plans for the winter? I mean, we have a Thanksgiving menu out, I can tell you, which I thought was weird. I, I saw that's, it maybe maybe two weeks ago. It's kind of baldy, right? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see how that works out. For uh, them. Like we're, we're taking reservations for Thanksgiving. And what's weird is we're not doing it in Sante because Sante, you can't space the tables out enough. And so right. we're taking over like the banquet rooms and we're gonna, just going to space out uh, all the tables. So right. be a little bit different feel. But yeah, we're taking reservations. Uh, Call the Fairmont. Shannon, Shannon Blanc is a good Thanksgiving wine. Is that true? Ah, uh, that will probably be featured that day to <laughs> few select tables. Oprah. Yeah, I thought it was a big deal when Oprah said that Bart Shannon Blanc was awesome. So it's very cool. So Ed posted a picture of two guys 
sitting in a blizzard in the middle of the street at a table eating dinner. And he says, okay, what's the plan for, you know, when the weather turns in Chicago? Well, it's the same way here. I mean, I wonder how things are going to shake out when it's rainy. Well, we could use one big rain right now would be nice just to clear ash. I can't tell you what the pool looked like the other day when I showed up on Wednesday, inside the pool, all the umbrellas, the, the chairs, the tables, like everything. The only other time I'd seen that was in Hawaii when we'd have a volcano blow every once in a while and, (laughs) and the ash would come raining down and you got white linen out on the tables. And if you, you couldn't brush it, you had to, you had to blow it off gently. Um, but it was like that and it didn't matter uh, pulling the umbrellas down. It was like a plume of smoke. So we could use a, a nice, just a, like a four hour long, just like a half inch down yeah. for just, just to rinse everything off, rinse it into the drains. I'm with you. I, I, even if it fucked up the fruit, <laughs> I don't give a, I mean, at this it point, right. Yeah. It, it has rained during harvest, hasn't it? Maybe oh, it, it always rains that. during harvest. Otherwise, rain's during harvest. Well, then Usually, we need one. But we're, you know, we're we're a month away from the time of harvest that you expect, or at least two or three weeks. You know, you usually get some rain right around the end of September, the beginning of October. Right. And it's usually just enough to really keep the dust down. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, you go in and you kick the ground and, and, and dust comes up, but um, it's, yeah. Yeah, okay. other other favorite meme was a uh, uh, picture of a DeLorean with uh, Marty McFly and Doc, and Doc's advice was, "Marty, whatever you do, don't go to 2020." <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> skip this one. Yeah. So I, I've been getting texts. Um, you know, our, our our great listener Kevin Burns is moving to Sonoma County. Petaluma. And, uh, and moving so to Petaluma. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he rented, a, he's saying how he rented an office in the old mill building, um, which, you know, it's, there's just restaurants and bars around there. That's all there is. I mean, I can't imagine he's going to get any work done. Well, as a, as a Chicagoan, he needs a certain number of restaurants and bars within walking distance of wherever he works or lives at all times, right? Isn't that right. Like right. kind Indeed. of part of the rules? Yep. Bars especially? And, and, and I'm afraid to even mention, like, you know, we've talked about a couple of restaurants and like, I'm not going to say anything about old Chicago pizza because I mean, that would just be, <laughs> no matter what, he's going to hate it. You know, if you he finds it, it on himself, he might go, Hey, that's pretty good. But if someone tells right. you, yeah, the expectation level, and, you know, if, if he's listening right now, I recommend going to Sugo Trattoria, which is really I, close to him and owned by Annette White. And they do, on Tuesdays, they do their bruschetta special where it's like, I don't know, it's something crazy like six bucks for a bunch of bruschetta with all different toppings on it. And I've seen the pictures of it and never had a chance to get over there. But um, they're, del- they're delicious. That's, my, that's one of my mom's favorite restaurants in town. Or so before. Where's, which, where's the mill build? Which building is? Where is this? The old Petaluma Mill, you know, um, the, the big anchor right on the water. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's a series of office buildings where the Steamer Gold used to be. Steve, um, Ned Foley's restaurant and, and yeah. uh, Central Market is uh, right on the corner. Part of that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like the heart of Petaluma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah. downtown. McNear's, Street Social. Oh, yeah. Street Social so, is next to Old Chicago Pizza, right? Uh, right below it. Below it. Right? Okay. Old Chicago's up on top. Oh. Uh, 
And there's, uh, I forget, there's, there's. Oh, we lost Bart for a second. Lost Bart. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you do perfect for Petaluma. He is perfect for Petaluma. So perfect for Petaluma. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys uh, like that pizza from old Chicago there? It's a, it's a meal, man. Okay. Yeah. I, I, my, I, I, I like, it's like the whole uh, Chicago style with the tomato sauce on top. Yeah. And yeah. And they do a double crust one, which is, you know, which is way too much. Um, you know, pizza in Petaluma I really like is uh, Pinky's Pizza. Um, you know, it's, it's really good ingredients, good crust. Um, Brian, do you remember going there or have you no. been there recently? I don't think they're open. Well, they have been for the last, you know. Have they really? Because um, I think I mean you maybe know, not since COVID, but no, no, I think yeah, yeah, no, I think they're closed. We used to go there after my dad's softball games. He would play at McNear Park, and then we'd go there yeah. for pizza. But right where I go is next door to it. That um, or used to go was that diner, right? Um, where they all, you know, it's all fifties style, and all the girls are wearing. Uh, bandanas and they all got tattoos and yeah um, they serve I th- up some i thought some, that that is just how women looked like in petaluma <laughs> is that, am, I, am i wrong <laughs> especially here and the good diner food <laughs> but yeah i think i was i was doing the same thing i was reminiscing a sam. little bit about pinkies but i don't i don't think they're open right now so yeah, they sam you obviously Sam, you obviously just drive through Petaluma. You don't really ever spend any time there. I go to I go to Central Market. I go to Street Social. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I used to go to the Phoenix Theater all the freaking time, and then Volpe's. Um, right. But yeah, mostly I drive through Petaluma and keep heading west. Uh, Sam, did you ever see Guar at the Phoenix? <laughs> I never saw Guar at the Phoenix. Oh man, that was a, that was a different kind of show. That, that would have been a different type of show. They were all yeah. like theater majors and they, they dressed, I mean, it was like kiss on acid and yeah. everyone would wear white pants and white shirts because they were, they were um, emitting bodily fluids out into the, into the audience through the whole show. I mean, blood, I, urine, I, it, was, it was on. And people would I come out that. so proud of their, of their outfits being completely stained. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I knew that the Phoenix was a dirty place, but <laughs> no, the extent. I saw uh, Jurassic Five and the Dilated Peoples. Uh, that was my favorite Phoenix theater show when I was in I was in high school. I saw the Chili Peppers there. Ooh, the Chili Peppers. Yeah. I, and and then and then and then one time we saw a couple of bands there that at the time in the eighties they were popular bands and they're escaping me now, but. The opening band and the finishing band, they um, both played the same song, opened to the same song, and finished with the same song. That's That says you don't have much of a playbook. Right. Uh, last place that Bradley Knoll, Bradley Knoll from uh, Sublime performed was the Phoenix Theater. And in backstage there, at one point, apparently it's gotten painted over, but there was a big like memorial graffiti on a wall backstage to, to Bradley Knoll. Um, but then I think somebody painted it over because what the fuck. But. Yeah, that was where I saw the Woodstock movie. My dad took me to see the movie yeah. about Woodstock, I remember. Well, it was a place to also like would do like Rocky Horror and sh- shit like that too, yeah. right? Rocky Horror, yep. Yeah. Friday nights or Thursday, yeah. Every week. And, and, and the Mystic uh, did some of that also. Right. Um, but but yeah, no. The Phoenix was 
was truly a place to see music and you know there were there were not a lot of rules there yeah there were not a lot of rules there <laughs> uh, that's like the, the electric circus in the aragon ballroom in uh, chicago those were wild places to see bands then you know. i i I think that uh, electric the Phoenix Playground. Theater would be very flattered to be compared to the Electric Circus in Chicago. <laughs> hey, there were some great clubs. Now, now the best one, Kingston Mines on Halstead, is closing after being there 32 years. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry. You know, nobody's going out. And they are closing. But that was, they would have two bands at all times. Huge place, you know, so. Hey. Uh, being a musician these days has got to be a tough one. Uh, there's this great, it, you know, it's, it's all the streaming stuff. There's a, a, a piano player named Holly Bowling who is traveling around California in a in a camp in a you know one of these sprinter vans that she has a full um, like broadcast setup and she's doing these wilderness streams. And the first one, she was like on a cliff overlooking Lake Tahoe playing an hour of, of experimental like jazz and with like fish and grateful dead covers on like basically classical piano um, with drone flying overhead. So, you know, and then you, and then you Venmo her a tip jar. Awesome. You know, Wait, so, give that, give that out again. So, okay. cause I want to watch that. Holly Bowling. Uh -huh. um, and it's so spelled like, you know, bowling, the, the sport um, game. I don't know if it's a sport. Um, and the wilderness sessions or wilderness stream, I think is what she's doing. But it's on, you can go find it right now. It's on YouTube. She did, uh, she did her last one last night. I didn't, I forgot to watch. Uh, last night was Yosemite. The first one was, was Lake Tahoe. Um, and it's on, it's on YouTube. You can find them on YouTube. It's an hour of great music. The living room sessions. Uh, the living room called? sessions is something else that she's done, but this is that was what she was doing for the first section, the first part of uh, of COVID. Um, but now she's doing these wilderness. Well, wilderness nice to sessions. nice to know about this. Yeah, I have we have uh, her on vinyl in the tasting house, Brian. Okay. Yeah. And it's weird to see when I was on the road driving up towards Sacramento. There's a lot of these new. They're like vans but they're kind of tricked out to where they got shit on the top and yeah. it's like uh Spr they're uh, sprinter vans they're these mercedes sprinter vans they're like st start at fifty thousand dollars for like, like the uh, amazon prime delivery vans Those yeah exactly but tricked out yeah yeah it's like preppers or you know they're just going out on the road yeah totally and, the summer of the sprinter van yeah well, some, some of them are awful damn nice and quite frankly i mean oh wife, they're sweet oh yeah pat carlin you know when he needs to take off they've got a little tiny motorhome it's not giant but hey when they're you know when they're asked to leave they're right. out and they've got Good a home rolling home yeah it's actually a cool idea i'm thinking about getting one i'm gonna park down the street from bottle barn <laughs> why there's a little community over there of uh oh of like, we're already there. Hey? You I know, thought like, you just wanted close proximity to Bottle Barn at all times. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the bonus, right? Is there's, it's like and these old seventies Winnebagos parked down there, and and there's little you know community meetings going on on the sidewalks, and then there's you can walk right down to the drink bar. with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No matter what time of day, <laughs> it's kind of like us. Ryan Casey, this 
sommelier to the unhoused. <laughs> right. <laughs> Turn them on. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, what's up for you guys? Uh, Bart, you picking anything in the next uh, couple weeks or you calling it a day? I don't know. <laughs> I don't was know. that like a you tell me, Sam? Was that you're kind of like that? That's yeah, what I, I am that's what totally I, looking at Sam. That's what okay. I, <laughs> I am. I, I, you know what? I, I don't know. I, I'm waiting to see if the, the folks at um, the folks that manage the Zinfandel Vineyard or they're doing some tests. They're doing some micro ferments. Um, I, the, the vineyard looks like the block that I've kind of eyed up looks beautiful. The vi- um, shit looks so good out there right now. So good. And and so and so I'm just waiting to hear. I mean, you know, what did yeah. you say, Sam? It's so fucked because it all looks so good. It, it like the qual and this is kind of the same story as seventeen, right? The quality is off the charts right now out there. If if things can escape um, the the smoke damage, um, it's going to be a fantastic vintage. Um, so, but. Again, it's, you know, can you take, it's about risk, right? It's just about your risk tolerance. Um, we will, we will pick everything that um, is sort of like we call enterprise owned, the, the vineyards that fill leases um, and our own, and our own vineyards, because, um, you know, if it doesn't have crop insurance, we're going to pick it no matter what. And you make wine out of it. You just make the best freaking wine you possibly can. And if it's good, it's good. And if it's not, you sell it to the distillery to, to make hand sanitizer. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of, that's the, the sort of worst case scenario. Um, and we don't know. We don't, we'll see Rossi. We'll see Oakville ranch, um, you know, Cabernet up on the top of the mountain. Kind of, it's, it's a wait and see. I think anybody knows yet. It's still too freaking early. This yeah. is here is my thirty fifth harvest, and right. it would be a shame not to make some wine on my thirty fifth harvest. So, I don't know. Well, it sounds like every year you're waiting for grapes, and you'd rather have them sooner. And you always look at Sam, and Sam always says, "Well, it's good. you know, we're don't pick it." Yet. <laughs> but honestly, it, it's it's an every year conversation. So it's a positive thing, you know? Yeah. It's fruits there. Yeah. It's just, it's a bummer that the, you know, the, the cloud, the literal cloud is, is there, you know, making us, making us question everything. So, um, Hey, it is what it is, man. We live in the gray area. We live in the gray area. I mean, that's really what it is, right? Right. Everything is going to be the gray area. More vineyards than not are not going to show enough of the Guayacol markers to indicate smoke damage, but they will sm- show some. Every, probably everywhere. It's going to show something. And it's a matter of, like, luck and um, risk tolerance. So, you got to find a place that is the least risky and you feel the most lucky at, Bart. And make your thirty fifth right. vintage there, right? Right. Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful, you know, and and ultimately, yes, I, I want to make wine. Uh, the Zinfandel up in uh, 
uh, in Glen Ellen there, it'd probably be ready in another week. I mean, I, I would have thought that after the heat wave, it was going to be ready, but it was in great not, shape. It, it, it went right through it. It looks, it looks better. It looks way better than what it did before. Um, so, you know, this week it's been cool. Um, so it's not going anywhere quick. So we'll just wait and see. Yeah. The Zen looks, Zen looks fantastic right now. Dos Limones, States of Vendel, they look great. The 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 Grenache, uh, Rossi looked a little rough around the edges at the end of the heat wave, but this cool weather, yeah, it's smoky and gnarly out there, but it's also foggy and cool and damp. And this is sort of like it, even though it you know looks smoky, it, it has it did refresh the vines in the way that you know a, a little rainstorm would, Brian. Um, just to have the the leaves yesterday morning out there in the vineyard, you know, have the leaves soaking wet and damp, you know, made your hands sooty when you touched it because it was ash too. But um, that cool wet is, was, was really crucial for the vines on the back end of the heat wave. And I think Zinn especially kind of just soaks it all up and looks great. Sam, I know that uh, you'll wash the crop when it comes in. But how are how else are you guys cleaning up all this ash outside, man? So that's the thing, John. Is we're not we're not as worried about the ash as we are about the smoke. The the science is that the ash uh, by turning to ashes has oxidized, and there's no the, there's no volatile compounds that will bind with the sugars in the grape. So really, what's going to happen with the ash is it's going to fall off and settle in at the bottom of the fermenter and at the bottom of a barrel before it gets racked off. And it's just going to go away. Well, um, and, and, a, and a lot of it is, is going to fall off on the way to the winery and right, it's yeah, going to exactly. fall off the minute the guys hit the, the bunch with their hands and, and make right. the, you know, right. c- cut it. Um, y- yes. 100%. If the, if the fruit's wet, sure. It, it'll be there, but it again, will as, as Sam said, it, it will just precipitate out. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, yeah, it's not the ash we're worried about. It's the smoke that we're worried about. It all has to do with how the vine takes up the smoke, yeah. not that it's actually laying on it. Yeah. It was weird going to <clears> – <throat> if you go to the Sonoma Mission Inn and go in the grand entrance there at the, at the front, there's a trail. They usually only let me in the side door, Brian. I've never been uh, there. I'll let you in the front. You come see me. You, you walk in these two doors that open automatically for you. <clears throat> you know, it senses that you're coming. And you can see the trail on the carpet in the lobby that goes left and right. It's, a, it's, an, it's an ash trail. Right. So it's from people walking yeah. outside and then walking inside to the carpet. So there's this trail leading to the rooms and one to the front desk. Well, I've been blowing things off every morning and evening outside, you know, putting on my mask and going out. But it's an amazing amount of crap falling out of the skies. <laughs> and when you blow it, where does it go, John? <laughs> into the into the yard, but off off where I'm. You know, I mean, I'm not walking. I'm not holding it when I come up and grab the rail. Uh, the dogs aren't right. running in it. You know, at least I'm trying to keep ahead of it. But yeah. you know, it's a bunch of product out there. Really, it's a lot to take care of. Yeah. And apparently, it's really abrasive. So the shit that I've drawn on the back windshield of my window <laughs> of my car is going to be scratched in there forever. <laughs> so Sam, when do we see the photo? Uh, Sunday, apparently, if it, if it makes the cut, it'll be, it'll be in Sunday's edition of the press Democrat. They're doing like a, a climate section Sunday, 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 Sunday. 
I didn't know they had a Sunday paper. I only get the IT. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll probably run it in the IT too. It'll it'll be hopefully it'll just be online and I don't have to actually go out and get a newspaper like <laughs> like a good millennial. <laughs> Sam. Well, Brian, I, I'm glad that you're back. Uh, I'm glad you had you know a good time while you're gone. It must have been very strange driving back and, and seeing how the sky changed. You're coming from blue skies up there just into, into a mess. Yeah, I didn't want to come home, but, um, you know, people are still coming. It's amazing to me that people are still coming to the hotel. We hit 80% occupancy on Saturday Jeez, last weekend. Really? So, yeah. Really? And that was the highest highest we'd ever been since we reopened. That is the whole place. You're not just uh, you know coordinating off part of it and filling it up, huh? I and mean, you don't you don't have to be you know six feet away. You don't have to go every other room like you're doing every other table. Right. Hey, I drove past uh, Sandra's place, and every single table outside was full. There were a couple people waiting, and it looked packed in the back. Packed. Apparently, they were packed last night. Yeah. Some yeah. nights have been slower than others, but last night they were jammed. I think that's really good, guys. It's very positive. Yep. Keep them coming. We're, we are not on fire. We are just, just smoky. Absolutely. And that's going away, too. So, right. you know, come on out. It's, it's harvest, and, and, uh, and you're getting ready for the major harvest. So we can follow Sam around. And get ready for next week. So next week we will be doing a this show point. in some shape. Uh, some some way, shape, or form um, Grenache Celebrate. Day celebration. Grenache Day. I know Hospice is doing a thing. Sandra's got a wine in there. Dusty uh, Nabor has got a wine that they're selling and um, doing some of the uh, percentage of the profits. I think, I think uh, Jeff Cohn, too. Jeff Cohn, yep. Saw his label up there, too. So, so we'll get some people on for next week and actually talk about wine. Virtual Grenache Day. Talk about wine. I guess that's been instead of Petaluma Pizza. This, this concludes the Petaluma Pizza report for today. Right. <laughs> yeah, and um, it, you know what was funny on the, over the weekend too. You know who showed up at the hotel was Sarah Stirch. Um, mm. Was around the. I said, I said, holy shit, Sarah, you are stirring up some shit. And then I thought about texting Todd Jolly and saying, hey, Sarah's here. Do you want me to disappear her in the pool? <laughs> I don't uh, think she said anything since that first time, has she? Sonoma, small town politics. Yep. yep. Yeah. Can't, all she can't get out of all. it. Don't want to be in it. <laughs> right. Right. Nope. Chugging along. I think that's basically the theme of the show we're just kind of chugging along doing our thing the, the chug-a-log show yeah, yeah. drinking like wine Petal picking grapes i like the yeah. report it's got a good sort of alliterative vibe to it right i don't think there's that much good pizza in petaluma it'd be a short run it'd be a short run central market great pizza oven at central market oh there you go central market that's another oh, one to add to it yeah can i say if no one has been to harvey's donuts that you gotta go anyone that lives near sonoma I, I was very like, uh, we, I don't know. I didn't quite understand because I kept seeing the signs and this, this guy is making donuts, not in the morning. He does it Thursday, Friday, Saturday night from 5.30 to 9. And it's right on railroad. It's, it's this, I mean, you're in a neighborhood and then all of a sudden you're, it, you pull up to this spot and he's got a little courtyard in the middle. 
would call that downtown El Verano. Okay. That's where that is, is downtown El Verano. It was amazing. I, I went there on my break. And you don't like pick out donuts. You tell them what kind of donuts you want, and then they make them there to order. And then he's got 50 kinds of root beer, different bottles from all over the country. And it was a thing. It was like 8 o'clock when I went there, and it was packed. So it's a cool little community that they've created. And Sam, they got gluten-free donuts. I, 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 thank you. I didn't know that already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I brought some home for Maria, and I got home, I got home at like close to midnight. And she knew that I was bringing donuts. I was bringing them for her so she could have them the next day for breakfast. She was waiting up for me, and she polished them off. Right, Donuts right and that last glass of Gloria from the end of the bottle. I'm sure it was perfect. Uh, it was it was uh, Schramsberg Mirabelle that she's been buying uh, at Costco. Yeah. Mm. So you know, little little uh, sparkling rosé and donuts, uh, some more donuts and powdered donuts. So midnight snack. It, midnight it, snack of 2020. Right. It's just a cool this, little thing. And this show brought to you by the donuts. Harvey's, Harvey's donuts. donuts. Harvey's donuts, man. Local local girls, good friends of mine. The 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 cones, good people. The They're supposed to open uh, behind sweet scoops. They're gonna open something. He said it's sooner than sooner than later. It's gonna be um, fairly soon that they're gonna open that up. He, so he'll he brought his line out uh, when I was at Lasseter at a couple wine club events. He'd come out and set up his little line and make donuts for everybody. Yeah. Well, he's wearing, he's wearing a, the top. He, he's a character. The yeah. Tuesday night uh, farmers market downtown. Mm -hmm. He always used to. Yeah, totally. totally. That was yeah. a blast. Yeah. Fresh hot donuts, man. They're awesome. All My right. favorite weight gaining tool. The pizza <laughs> and donut show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, we'll guys, see you guys next week. Some rock and roll here. Grenache day next week. Grenache, Grenache week begins. Yeah, and we. Uh, I I checked in to see who was pouring at the hotel that day. It was Ledson. So I got on the phone because I said I said to the concierge if. Whoever's coming, if they don't have a Grenache, then tell them to stay home, and I will pour something. Else. I will pour my own shit. And so it was Letson. So I reached out because Don, you know, uh, Sam, Don you know, Don, Don Smith. So Don, I called up Don because he's working at Letson now, and I said, "Do you guys so have Grenache hospitality?" Yeah, so they have a Grenache and a Grenache Rosé. So he said, "We will be bringing Grenache on on Friday." Good for him. Good for him. Cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw Don the other day. Good guy. Hopefully yeah, he listens yeah. to the show. This is a really good shout-out show. Pizza, donut, and shout-out show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right guys. We will look forward to next week. Let's uh, – let's, Grenache yeah. Day. Yeah, Grenache surprise Day. Guests. Surprise Come, guests. Grenache Day. They're going to be a surprise to us, a surprise yeah, to our listeners. <laughs> surprise we pulled it off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll make it happen somehow. All, All right, right, you guys. guys. We'll be, uh, oh yeah, talking. I'm 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 gonna sit here and do another hour of uh, rock and roll for my uh, Saturday show, Pirate Radio. Uh, what's the first uh, song coming up? It's uh, going to be um, from these. Have you seen the movies called Echo in the Canyon? It's all about living yeah. in L.A. Boy, yeah. was that good, Bart. So I'm going to. Uh, feature a couple of those today a new one by jeff pearson is playing on uh from uh, jack cassidy his new album called dream factor awesome album so yeah cool having a lot of fun this afternoon awesome Enjoy. all right john have fun with the with the zinfandel and the rock and roll you got it that's where i'm heading right now man Enjoy. all right guys see you later all right peace out everyone bye